Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. So in yesterday's devotion, Nehemiah 8 and 9, we learned that the people of God put his word back in the center of their community. They read his word, they rejoiced at understanding it, and they remembered it so that they'd remember how faithful God was and they would remember how sinful their fathers were. They've recommitted to God's covenant relationship. It looks like everything's going well. And then we get to chapter 13 which is what we're going to look at today, the last chapter of the book of Nehemiah. So Nehemiah, you remember, he was the cupbearer of the king of Persia, Artaxerxes, and it talks about him going back to Artaxerxes, and he was away from Jerusalem. And while he's away from Jerusalem for at least uh, 100, 150 days, we don't know exactly how long, but some things just go haywire and everything starts to unravel that they got back on track regarding in just a couple chapters earlier. Chapter 13, we're going to just look through all these situations. Chapter 13, verse 7 and following, I discovered when I got back the evil that Eliashib had done for Tobiah, preparing for him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And I was very angry, and I threw all the household furniture of Tobiah out of the chamber. Then I gave orders, and they cleansed the chambers, and I brought back there the vessels of the house of God with grain offering and frankincense. So you remember Tobiah is one of these naysayers, one of these opposed of Nehemiah. He's not a man of God. He's not part of God's family. Yet Eliashib, the high priest, allowed him to have a chamber in the courts of the house of God. Not cool. So there's one infraction. Verse 10, I also found that the portions of the of the Levites had not been given to them, so that the Levites and the singers who did the work had fled each to his field. In other words, they weren't being paid the way that they were supposed to according to God's law. So I confronted the officials and I said, why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their stations. Then Judah, all the people in Judah brought the tithe of grain, wine, and oil into the storehouses. So he tries to set that back in order after it falls apart while he's gone. Verse 15, in those days I saw in Judah people treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in heaps of grain and loading them on donkeys and also wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads which they brought to Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. So they're selling and they're working on the Sabbath. This is another infraction. While the cats away, the mice will play. They say these guys are going haywire because Nehemiah went back to Artaxerxes for a while. Verse 17, then... I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, what is this evil thing that you are doing, profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers act in this way? And did not our God bring all this disaster on us and on this city? Now you are bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. Nehemiah is fit to be tied. He's going on a rampage. Listen to this. Verse 23. Let's add insult to injury. In those days, I saw the Jews who had married women of Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab, and half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod, and they could not speak the language of Judah, but only the language of each people. And I confronted them and cursed them and beat some of them and pulled out their hair. 
and I made them take an oath in the name of God saying, you shall not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons or for yourselves. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin on account of such women? We've talked about this before. This isn't about race or ethnicity. This is about marrying people from pagan cultures and thus being drawn away from the one true God. So anyway, Nehemiah is on a rampage. He's going nuts. He's pulling people's hair out because he's just gone for a little while and things spin out of control. Here, here's how it ends. The very last verse of Nehemiah says, thus I cleansed from everything foreign and I established the duties of the priests and the Levites, each in his work. And I provided for the wood offering at appointed times and for the first fruits. Remember me, O God, for good. There's another section in this chapter where Nehemiah is basically saying, God, I'm trying and will you please remember me for what I've done? Remember me for good, Nehemiah says. Well, this shouldn't surprise us that it ends this way because this has been the repeated story over and over and over in the Old Testament so far. The the Jewish people, God's family, God's covenant people, they couldn't obey the law correctly. And they wouldn't put good judges up to lead them. And then they wouldn't put good kings up to lead them. Even David, the, the best example of an earthly king, failed in many, many ways. Well, then they're exiled because of their disobedience and their worship of false idols and their, their drifting into away from God into other religious practices. And so God had them exiled to Babylon for 70 years. And after the exile, as much as they wanted to get it right under Ezra, Nehemiah, rebuild the temple, put the word of God back center in, in their practice and their lives, that wasn't effective enough. They made this recommitment in chapters eight and nine that we talked about. And already by chapter 13, it's unraveling. Later on in the Bible overview, we're going to see how the prophets weren't effective. And what is being said over and over, what's being set up here throughout the Old Testament is that these people are a stiff-necked people. They need a new heart and they need somebody outside of themselves who's going to fulfill the righteous requirements of the law. No one is righteous among these people, not even one. And friends, Lest we be too critical of our Old Testament ancestors and forefathers, we are the same way, which is exactly why God, in his love, sent us Jesus Christ, the perfect God-man who fulfilled the righteous requirements of the law perfectly. He was the perfect sacrifice. He's the perfect king. And he died on a cross bearing the burden of our sin. Three days later, he rose, and there's this great transaction that takes place where through faith in Jesus Christ alone, you and I can have the perfection that he lived attributed to us, and we can stand before God having met the righteous requirements of the law, not by how we live because we're sinners, but by faith in Christ. And we can have the penalty that we deserve to pay, death, eternal, physical, spiritual death, Mark paid on our behalf. We can be folded into God's family despite our sin. Lord, thank you for the gospel. Thank you for this stark example of the failure of the Israelite people again and use it to remind us of our failures and to remind us of how great it was that you sacrificed your life so that our failures could be not counted against us, but our your righteousness could be ours. Lord, help that message drive us, help others who don't know it to surrender to it. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.